Before we get started on today's episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. If you're interested in starting your own podcast and you're not sure what platform to use, look no further than Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast today, and it gives you everything you need for free. You can edit your podcast, create artwork, and import your own music all from your mobile app. Another great feature of Anchor is that you don't have to worry about understanding how the RSS feed works and all the other technical difficulties that went into making a podcast back in the days. All you have to do is record your podcast and Anchor will send your episode out to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and others. If all that isn't enough, Anchor also gives you the opportunity to make money off your podcast. With no minimal listenership, you can start making money today by using ads. So this is what I need you to do. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. You've ever thrown a pebble into the water and watch its ripples flow downstream? Well, that's the same thing we see in our lives with sin. We have this small sin in our lives. It's not that big of a deal. It's not affecting anyone, shall we think? So we have convinced ourselves, and then this small, seemingly innocent sin finds its way outside of ourselves, and little by little, it affects everyone around us. I've actually been preaching through the book of Jonah and just finished a two-part series And this series is titled, or this sermon was titled, The Ripple Effects of Sin. And I want you to see this. If you would, you can turn your Bibles to Jonah chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. And you'll see this ripple effect of sin. Jonah was commissioned by God to go to Nineveh. God said, go to Nineveh. Jonah said, No. God called Jonah to what? He called out. He gave him the what and the why. Go to Nineveh and call out against it. Why? For their evil or their destruction has come up before me. And what was Jonah's response to God's call? No. And so how does Jonah now live his life after saying no to God Well, God deals with him. I'm sure you've heard the phrase before, you can run, but you can't hide. However, when it comes to the all-seeing and omniscient God, omnipresent God, you can't run and there is nowhere to hide. Everything that God purposes and permits is right and is good 
and he apologizes for nothing because he makes no mistakes. And he calls Jonah to do what he has desired for him to do, which is go to Nineveh. And Jonah is God's prophet. He is to speak God's truth. And Jonah knew that there was no place where he could hide. And he knew that there was no place for him to flee from the presence of the Lord. And yet he did so anyway. And so we see that his sin, his angst, his lack of desire to obey God and going to the Ninevites and preaching the message of mercy and repentance to them led him down a spiral path of sin and more sin. And so Jonah's sin not only affected himself, but it also affected the lives of others around him. And my friends, likewise, the same is true in your life and in my life. Our sin not only affects us, but it also affects others around us. And so how does God deal with Jonah when he rebels against God's authority? Well, there's several points here, starting in verses 4 through 6. God chastens Jonah. Verse 4, we see that nature obeys God's command. It says, But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. God spoke to Jonah, and he said, No. God speaks to nature, and they obey. So we see that God chastens Jonah through his creation. But it says, but the Lord. Notice that the Lord has plans that go beyond Jonah's. And the Lord has plans that go beyond the enemy. And the Lord has plans that go beyond any other sovereign ruler or king. You do remember he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea. Jonah ran from God, and rather than kill Jonah, which is what he deserved for his disobedience, God showed mercy to Jonah by hurling a great wind. He was chastening him. He was disciplining him. He was calling him to repentance. And Jonah wanted God to kill him. That would have been the best thing in Jonah's mind. But God had other plans. Notice he hurled, he tossed this wind in Jonah's direction. In other words, God commanded the wind to get Jonah's attention so that he would repent by throwing the wind in his direction. This was a supernatural wind that caused fear, verse 5 tells us, in the heart of the mariners. They were afraid, and each of them cried out to their God. Jonah's sin affected the lives and the possessions of others. They hurled their cargo on the ship into the sea. And Matthew Henry rightly stated, Every storm he sends fulfills his word and are often messengers of his wrath. This storm was an indication of God's righteous anger toward Jonah. And because of his sin, now others are affected. And God chastens Jonah because of his selfishness 
and he uses nature as his instrument. You see the selfishness of Jonah's sin because of Jonah's disobedience to God, other people's properties and lives were jeopardized. We see in verse 4, the property of the mariners, right? The ship. So the ship was threatened to break up. Jonah's sin directly affected others around him. Jonah didn't pay for that ship. That ship was the means of the mariner's main source of income. And because of his sin, Jonah had zero regard for other people's property. Jonah, go to Nineveh. No. Okay. Next, we see not only was the ship threatened to break up, but the cargo. Verse 5, it says, And they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. So now the cargo, which included heavy equipment and valuable possessions that these mariners would have needed to travel for months upon end, while they're traveling to keep them and to sustain them. All these goods of theirs are thrown out. It was to lighten the ship and to stabilize it in this rough seas. Jonah cares not. Again, notice Jonah's sin not only affected himself, but it affected others around him. And we see this same thing in our day, my friends. We deceive ourselves into thinking that our sin only affects us. We think that sin only involves us and does not affect anyone else around us. And that is simply not the case. We have been fed lies our entire lives and have believed that my body, my choice, gives us the right to murder another image bearer. We have turned the commands of God into suggestions and we wonder why our nation is in the condition that it is in. Well, not only do we see the selfishness of sin in Jonah's actions, but we also see several other effects of sin in Jonah's life. First, we see that sin causes us to become dull to our surroundings. Verse 5, Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and he had lain down fast asleep. This is the most horrific storm that these men have ever gone through. This is a major storm and Jonah is sleeping at the bottom of the boat. Second, we see not only does sin cause us to become dull to our surroundings, but secondly, we see that sin causes our consciences to become calloused. Verse 5b, Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. Jonah's knocked out while other people are trying to stay alive. These pagans are trying to preserve their lives while Jonah is hoping that God would take his life. We see that sin calluses our consciences. We see that we could be sleeping while we should be awake. Or moreover, we see that sin brings insult and shame. We see this in verse 6. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Why are you sleeping? Now, the, the, the significance of the captain coming reminds us that, that, that 
he may Jonah may have had others try to wake him up, but they couldn't get him up, so the captain has to come. And the captain comes and wakes him up and says, What are you doing, you sleeper? And Jonah would have known the significance of this insult. How long will you lie there, O oh sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. You sleeper. This is something we have to remember about God. God controls the wills of men. He controls every circumstance. He controls nature. And he controls his enemies. God was controlling this wind to awaken his saint that was in sin. And my friends, if you find yourself in this place of sleepiness, where you are sleeping in the midst of the chaos that we see taking place in this sinful world, then arise, O sleeper. Wake up from your slumber. Get out of bed. And you can take that physically or literally, metaphorically, however you want to take it, but get out of bed if this is the state and the condition that you are in. And so today I pray that you be stirred up to do what God is calling you to do and go. This is the proverbial life, a podcast where we encourage Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. Grace and peace. What's going on, fam? So before you leave, I want you to consider something really quickly. A couple things. First, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and share it with your friends and family. It would mean a lot and go a long way if you shared this podcast with others. That will help people find this content and it will give me an opportunity to interact with more people on these important themes and concepts that we talk about here at The Proverbial Life. Secondly, if you enjoy the content and you're blessed by it, please consider partnering with me by giving financially. You can do so here on Anchor by giving a $5 gift or a $10 gift, and that would be monthly. So consider doing so. Again, it takes a lot to produce these podcasts trying to be consistent with them Monday through Friday, just giving you some practical wisdom and some quotes and some recommendations and all sorts of things along those lines. And so again, if you're blessed by the content, please share it with your friends and family, uh, tell them about it, have them subscribe to the podcast on anchor or other podcast outlets. And again, if you are blessed by the content and you're able to financially give, please consider doing so. Again, thank you for listening. This is the Proverbial Life, a podcast where we encourage Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for his namesake. Grace and peace.